Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Get a win, and they beat the Bears. It is is—it's uh, a victory Monday. How are we looking? Packers 41-25 over the Chicago Bears. And uh, you know what? It's a rivalry weekend. You know? Take the rivalry. Enjoy it. Bask in it a little bit, if you will. I am. I'm enjoying it. Nothing wrong with that. Some of you want to poo-poo it and knock it down. Whatever. Okay. I get it. It may not be the quality win that you were anticipating, but uh, but you, you you still you take it right. You look at this as a good win. You look at it as a win that the Packers. God forbid they would have lost this game. You know. So I I'll take it. Packers get a win. You take it. Take it. And move on. 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Take that thing in a heartbeat. Run with it. Eight and three, and uh, people almost want you to feel as if you have to apologize for getting the win. No, you don't apologize for getting the win. You take it, you move on. Enjoy yourself. So what did you get out of yesterday's contest? What did you make from last night's contest? 855-830-8648-855-830-8648. Got a lot to get to. A lot of reaction both on the Facebook fan page over on Twitter as well. If you want to chime in, you can call us. But after last night's win, you tell me. JJ says they played exceptionally well against a defense that's been pretty good so far this year. Uh, David says the Bears are who we thought they were, even with with Mitch Trubisky. The defense gave up. Packers didn't do anything special. Uh, Terry says every win is a quality win in the NFL. Uh, Jerry says, is it a quality win? Hell no. The Bears are just simply bad. Uh, Kevin says, yes, they did what they were supposed to do, but they still can't beat good teams in the NFC. They're going to get their their clocks clean in the postseason. Uh, It doesn't mean anything. 
Chris says the defense is great when we can just rush the quarterback. As far as people being mad about the win last night, they must not remember the Randy Wright days. Enjoy the show. Uh, Sam says they can take care of business when they play average teams. They still haven't really passed the test by playing and beating big teams. Rodgers looks very comfy, which in my opinion will always give us a chance to win. Um, Nick then says, yeah, I wonder how the Packers would actually do against the look up in the standing saints. Didn't they beat them? And then he says that game was too early in the year. It's a way different team now. My God, you just make excuses as to why you're going to suck. It just, it, it really does just get nauseating. I'm not saying that in the postseason you're going to be wrong because unless you win a Super Bowl. We can't sit here and point our fingers at you and because you're going to be right. And that seems to be what you're looking for. You want to be right. You really don't want to win. You want to be right. Being right is more important to you than being a fan. Why not the Packers? You know? We know what's going to bring them down. If they fall, we know why. It's already written. Right? But... First, it's uh, you got to beat a quality team. Well, they did. They beat a, a quality team, the team that right now leads the NFC. Well, yeah, but they didn't play them at the right time. So, in other words, the only way for you to actually be a fan to believe that your team is decent is if they beat a team on your terms when that team's hot and they dominate that team. Not just get a win, but then get a quality win, a big win, a dominating win. And then you'll believe that this team has a little bit of the moxie that it would take to be a champion. Not looking around the rest of the NFC right now going, you know what? Everybody's got flaws. Sometimes it's timing. Sometimes it's injuries. Didn't the Packers face New Orleans without Devontae? Wouldn't you still consider that a quality win? They were forced to spread the ball all over the place. They ran the ball exceptionally well in the moments they needed to. Kamara got his, but they still were able to stymie him, slow him down, put pressure on Drew Brees. Didn't they do all the things right that they were supposed to do? Man. Um, Mary Pat says, it was a fun game to watch, and the Packers looked a little bit better. I'm impressed. Robert says, staying in first place and staying in contention for the number one seed in the playoffs is all that matters. After that, let the chips fall where they may. Travis says, is it just me or other people just sick of the choreographed celebrations in front of the end, uh, end zone screen? Act like you've been there before. Lombardi would. Can, can we – Can we? there are times for that. We're in a year of COVID, for God's sakes. There aren't even fans in the stands. You're looking for anything and everything for guys just to get up, be energized. Remember the last couple of games at home when they said, oh, not to have fans in the stands, it kind of sucked, and we didn't have a great week of practice, no energy, this and that. Now they get energy, and people want to complain about that too. Is this just people just angry at everything? Uh, Stu says, I really like the win last night, and Elkin Jenkins, Elkin Jenkins is all sorts of a man. Tyler says, Trubisky still sucks. Peter says, LOL, all they can do is beat bad teams. Prove me wrong. Again, I go back to they beat the Saints. Does that not matter? Saints are 8-2 right now. 
I, I, there's just a lot of anger. A lot of people just want to be right. So in other words, like I said, the only way you're going to be proven wrong is if they win a Super Bowl. Or excuse me, New Orleans is nine and two. I think I said nine and, or eight and two. They're they're nine and two. Packers are eight and three. I just never met such a. Unless you're not even a part of the Packers fan base, you're just there to be kind of the 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 person of consternation to stir the pot. Uh, Nick says, how many years do Packers fans get hyped up only to be disappointed in the postseason? Regular season means nothing. My expectations are low to avoid disappointment. Uh, Brad says, how long will we have to watch Kirksey have to play, be uh, play linebacker before the Packers realize they should be playing Martin or Barnes? Will Kirksey be cut this offseason? Um, well, it depends who you have to fill in. You know, I mean, if you got other guys that are going to come and fill in that spot, then yeah, you you could cut them loose. I, I'm not quite sure what his contract would stipulate that you would owe him, but uh, but yeah, if it, it's something that you feel is not going to be overwhelmingly beneficial to your team, and in the meantime, it's also going to cost you money. Then yeah, it comes down to comes down to performance. One hundred percent agree. 855-830-8648-855-830-8648. If you cut Kirksey after this season, you could get out of that and only owe $2 bucks. So his base salary um, next year, $3 million. This year's $1.75. He got a signing bonus of 2 Roster bonus of $125,000 and a quarter million for a workout bonus. Uh, the dead cap money would have been six million this year. He got uh, four point one this year. And if you want to cut him loose, it would cost you two million next year, which is not a huge number if you decide to go in that particular direction. Uh eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. Uh Jackson says, uh, let's face it, this team is who we know they are. They're a team with a bad defense, a good offense. They're not going to be able to win in the postseason. They may beat a bad team or two or a team on the equal footing with them, but they're not going to win a Super Bowl. Hell, they're not even going to get to a Super Bowl. Brian Gutekind screwed this Packers fan base yet again, wasted another year of Aaron Rodgers. I don't care how much the play calling is awesome. It doesn't make a difference when your defense can't stop anybody. Mike Pettin has to go, and until they realize all of that, Packers fans are going to be blind sheep, walking through the woods, buying everything green and gold, and saying, here we go again, see you next year. Wow. All right. William says Packers doing what they're supposed to do, beat the teams on the schedule. Who cares about what kind of win it is? Nobody plays the Chiefs and the Steelers every week. It's not how did you get those wins. It's how many wins did you get. That's from Bill and Madison listening to us on the zone. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and get some more of your thoughts. Packers get a win over the Bears. What kind of win was it, though? Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Our line. 
just did everything that we needed them to do. It makes it a lot easier, no doubt about it, when when you have your whole playbook open and you can call plays that are complimentary and then we're getting big yards in, in the run game. And it wasn't just the O-line, although I thought they did a fantastic job. It starts up front. We knew that controlling the line of scrimmage against, you know, one of the better front sevens in the National Football League was going to be critical. Look, the Bears, defensively, they're no slouch. Now, you could clearly tell the defenders said to hell with it. And they've got some problems down in Chicago. Um, No doubt about that. I I can only imagine what that last game of the season is going to be like if this is uh, the way it's going to continue for the Chicago Bears. That's going to be everybody's cars running in the parking lot. Just let's get us through this. And, uh, and and get to the offseason. Your biggest takeaway from the Packers' win over the Bears last night is what? 855-830-8648. Don't forget, coming up on Thursday night, it's the Bill Michaels Huddle. 6 to 8, we're going to get you ready for the next contest that is coming up, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles that come calling this coming Sunday. That is a afternoon game, 325 start, as a matter of fact, coming up uh, coming up this weekend. Then the Packers go on the road to, uh, I guess, the new-look Detroit Lions, depending on how you look at it, because Nomad Patricia, Daryl Bevel now running things over there, their their general manager out the door as changes continue to take place in Lions country. Uh, But coming up on Thursday night, we've got the Bill Michael Suttles, brought to you by our friends at Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. Take a listen six to eight on many of these same stations or on the radio.com app or simply by going to uh, BillMichaelSports.com. That's BillMichaelSports.com. What is your takeaway from the contest yesterday? 855-830-8648. Uh, Tim Tebow, not the blue checkmark Tim Tebow, but he says, can't believe people are bitter about beating the life out of the Bears. For God's sakes, it's a division rivalry game. Can't please everybody. Uh, Tone Muscone says the pack is solid. My only hope is is that Petten changes up his defensive philosophy and becomes more aggressive with man coverage in the playoffs. If this makes them a uh, better team as a defense, using dime packages less, uh, I love our chances at getting to a Super Bowl. Let's get back to it. Uh, let's go to Vin listening to us in Connecticut on the radio.com app. Vin, how you doing today, man? What would you take away from looking, last Bill? night's game? I'm looking good, buddy. What's on your mind? Uh, well, I was going to say it's pretty craptastic over here, pouring like hell over here, too. So <laughs> Really? Okay. Well, at least yeah, it's not uh, snow, right? Oh, I mean, I'll be working in the snow, too. I mean, I hate the snow, but, you know, it, it is what it is, you know? Right. Yeah, I agree with you, man. So, but, no, like I said, it's just, I, I, what I want to say is, I mean, I think Packer, and, and I said it to your, your, your um, guy when I was waiting on hold, I'm like, I mean, the, the the Bears still had a pretty damn good defense, and the Packers put 41 up on it last night and everything. I just think we need to relax a little bit. I mean, this year in the NFC, and I wanted to say this to you last week, I just think we need to relax a little bit. I mean, anything could happen in the, in the NFC this year. I really believe the Packers, if everything goes right, we know the flaws. Everybody knows the flaws of the Packers. But if everything goes right – I really think the Packers could make a deep run, especially because this offense is actually pretty damn good when it's healthy, you know? I would think, yeah. I mean, they're, they're the 
Packers defensively are good in the secondary. Yep. They're okay in the middle. They can rush from the edges. Uh, it's up the gut defending the run that cost them. That's the Achilles heel. We all know that. But if they can offensively score enough points to make you somewhat one-dimensional, yes, then the defense gets pretty good. Yep. I mean, that's the I way agree. to win. I mean, that's the bottom line. And like I said, but I agree with you 100%. I mean, we did. I mean, in the I know it's the beginning here, but we did go to New Orleans and beat New Orleans when Drew Brees was still the quarterback, you know? Right. We could have easily beat the Colts last week if we didn't turn the ball over four times. I mean, the only game I say, you know, Rodgers played bad was Tampa after the after the interceptions. I mean, that one, if that went, if they no turnover that one, that one could have went either way too. So I just, I really believe the Packers could hang with these teams. And honestly, too, um, how could, um, oh my God, I'm sorry. How, why not Aaron Rodgers for MVP this year? I mean, he's having one of the best seasons he's had in a long time. I, uh, I, I when you first of all, you're right. And when I talk about Patrick Mahomes, I think Patrick Mahomes is unbelievable, and he's right now getting all the praise and all the pub for being an MVP or at least being the front runner for the MVP. But when you look at what Aaron Rodgers has had to work with and the adoption of Matt Lafleur's offense and running it the way it's supposed to be run, and just the combination of the two. I, I look at Aaron Rodgers and think he's having that kind of a year. So I think you got to wait and see what happens with Patrick Mahomes and if he has a down game or two. And as long as Aaron Rodgers continues to excel and, and beats the hell out of some of these lesser teams, then he's still – I mean, you're going to look at his statistics. They're just eye-popping. So he's going to have to get some votes for the MVP. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I don't know if he wins it, uh, but right now I think he's probably two in the one two three race. Uh, appreciate the phone call as always, Vin. Thanks for listening to us there in Connecticut. 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. If you want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead uh, at the numbers there, 855-830-8648. Uh, when you talk about the uh, the game yesterday, our buddy Stephen Richfield says, I, for one, am basking in the quality win over the rival. I cannot believe that people, I can't call them fans, by the way, are bashing the Packers. Yes, they gave up a, a big run to Montgomery, but after that, he only had 46 yards. I don't want to hear the whiners that just, uh, that just can't give it up. The Packers are as dangerous as any team right now in the NFC. The Packers beat a team that they should have beaten in a convincing fashion. There isn't a team that keeps pace with them when they are clicking. I totally agree with you that if they don't uh, turn the ball over, they are a very tough team to beat. I like the fact that they got the turnovers last night then made some big plays on defense. That is our buddy Steven Richfield. Steve, 100% agree. There's just some people that just are mad. I don't know what they're mad at. I don't. I don't know what they're mad at. Just just angry about angry. Uh, this one's from uh, our buddy Bear. It says, good win, but it's just another win during your regular season against a bad offensive team and against a Bears defense that gave up. I have some questions. Would you rather the Packers have a better offensive rank or defensive rank going into the Super Bowl? If they get there, or do the rankings not even matter? Is the old adage true that defense wins you championships? Um, I think just a good team wins championships. What you're going to, your defense is going to need to do at some point, they're going to need to not even necessarily win you a game, but they're going to need to get enough stops for your offense to win you a game. But if they get turnovers and they win you a game, then so be it. But I don't think you have to rely on this defense to win you the game, but you have to rely on this defense to be able to get the stops to for, for you, for your offense to go ahead and win you the game. You know what I mean? There's a difference there. 
I mean, the difference when you're talking about a defense winning you games is when you only put up 10 and they hold your opponent to three or seven or six or nine. You know what I mean? Where they just go out and they keep smashing them, smashing them, smashing them, and they're just not giving it up. They're not, the, the yardage, the, the land is not there. What has changed from 2019 to 2020 with the Packers defense that makes you think that they can make it to a Super Bowl and win it against Kansas City or Pittsburgh? In my opinion, the defense has not improved in either coaching or players. I never said winning it. I said getting there. Could they get there? Yeah, they could. Could they beat Kansas City or Pittsburgh? The way they do it is with turnovers. Other than that, I don't see them beating either one of those teams. But they could beat other teams in the NFC because there's there's not a there's not a juggernaut in the NFC. Everybody has shown flaws. He asked, does this team complement each other? Meaning, can the defense win you a game if you need them to? I just said, I, I don't think they can win you a game, but I certainly feel that they could uh, that they could do enough to sustain. He says, can the Packers sustain this formula for the offense getting up by two scores and holding on to wins if you said uh, no to the last question? Yes. That I think they could do. But could they do it against the say the 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 uh could they do it against the um Kansas City Chiefs or the Pittsburgh Steelers? No. I, I just don't think so. Not without creating turnovers or getting turnovers or just you know, faulty mistakes or what have you by either team. But really, really good questions. Let's do this. When we come back, we're gonna hear from uh, Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press Gazette. He's gonna give us a shout. Also, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. But before we do that, if you're gonna have a vehicle and you're gonna go get some fuel and you're gonna get it from Quick Trip, you gotta stop somewhere and go shop for that vehicle. Radio Joe's gonna tell you about it right now. Which is exactly what I do. I get all my gas at Quick Trip. So how are we looking? I mean that that works out really well. But guys, let me tell you about my friends at Hyundai West Dallas. Uh, where you can buy a new or used car, it doesn't matter. They have deals there for you. The other thing that they have there for you is customer satisfaction. And they want to make sure that in the world we live in today with COVID-19, they want to keep you safe. And they're doing everything possible to make that happen. They are wiping everything down in their showroom, in their service center. Everything's taken care of. Everybody's wearing masks. And if you walk in and if you forget your mask for whatever reason, because believe believe me, it happens from time to time. We get out of our car and we're like, oh, crap, I need to get a mask or I forgot my mask. Well, at Hyundai West Dallas, they got you covered. They have masks there and they're not going to charge you for it either. Uh, it's just one of the many reasons why you need to come and get your new car from Hyundai West Dallas. They also have the best deals around, including on the 2021 Hyundai Palisade, which is the best-selling SUV around. Hyundai West Dallas, they're located just off of Highway 100 in West Dallas. And if you can't get there, check out everything that they have to offer at HyundaiWestDallas.com. And if you mention my name, Joe Zanzola or Radio Joe, you'll get an additional $500 off any new or used vehicle in their inventory. Hyundai West Dallas, where their ordinary needs to be extraordinary. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Side where Kyle Fuller is. Third and ten. Here is Rodgers with time. A whole bunch of it. End zone shot. Adams goes up and gets it. Touchdown, Green Bay. Sixth game in a row for Adams with a touchdown. Snide Packers get a win. NBC, Mike Tirico, 
The coach, Tony Dungy, on the call. Welcome back to the program. I'm going to talk to Eric Branchick at the Green Bay Press-Gazette coming up here in just a moment. The friends over there at, uh, look, there's a couple of great winter getaways, uh, one being Pine Mountain uh, Resorts. The Pine Mountain is consistently rated the number one ski resort in Michigan and Wisconsin. Right now, you book your ski weekend all the way through uh, through the end of the year. You get a couple of lift tickets absolutely free. That is a $110 value. Or just go to PineMountainResort.com. That's PineMountainResort.com. Or you can go to the iconic Four Seasons Island Resort that's in Pembine, Wisconsin, 78 miles north of Green Bay, and that's where they invented social distancing. They're on an island, for God's sakes, and over 400 miles of snowmobile trails and parking and cross-country skiing and ice fishing and all kinds of good stuff. Stop up there and check it out. Plus, they got a huge indoor pool, some really good dining, some indoor bars up there. A lot of fun. And uh, they're going to give you right now, if you buy a, a weekend stay, they're going to give you a free night stay coming up in the spring. That's a $189 value. So they've got great deals going on at both places right now. Go to the4seasonswi.com. That's the4seasonswi.com. Again, the4seasonswi.com or pinemountainresort.com. And uh, just check out some of these terrific packages they're offering right now. Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. And Eric... Uh, boy, there's some people that are just uh, – they're never going to be happy unless you're hoisting a Super Bowl trophy, and then they're going to tell you you can't do it two years in a row. But the Packers did exactly what they were supposed to do last night. Yes, defensively it wasn't the best, but overall I thought it was a pretty good performance and a dominating win last night, didn't you? Oh, for sure. There are some really good things that happened uh, on the field last night, and offensively was uh, surprising, I guess, to say, to say the least, especially – considering uh, how good the Bears' front seven is and the way that they would get completely pushed around, especially the beginning part of the, uh, you know, the middle part of the offense. You know, the, the one thing that kind of stuck out to me was that, you know, coming into this season and last season, um, Matt LaFleur talked about how the outside zone was was the, the, the running, you know, staple that's going to open up the play-action pass and all that kind of stuff that, for his offense, but what's really turning out to be is it's the inside stuff. Everything from the, the, the B gaps in. So both B gaps and both A gaps have been stellar for the Packers lately. And I think that that is the, um, that's going to be what's going to change this offense and keep the, keep the, the tires rolling. When you talk about the counter action, uh, that this offense has run and it's consistent when it's flowing and it looks its best, Aaron Rodgers is selling it. Guys are kind of getting those those fake chip blocks. Then they're springing out and becoming open. Uh, naked bootlegs are happening. And, and it just seems like one play sets up the next, sets up the next. And usually that's because, one, they get a lead. Two, the defense will get you a stop and get you the ball back. And then all of a sudden that lead becomes extended. And after that, it just seems like everything begins to roll downhill for the Green Bay Packers. Well, it all starts with, with, with the guards in the center. Uh, of being able to a keep the the, the pocket in front of him uh, open so that he's got somewhere to step up uh, if Aaron Rodgers needs to, and then secondly, it's the um, the ability that, that I mean, listen, that quarterback last night. Everybody wants to talk about the run game, which you know, 182 yards on the ground. It's hard to, to not want to talk about it. But that quarterback last night, holy cow! The way that he is able to to move and manipulate the defenses with his with his eyes, um, and and just has patience to allow things to happen. Um, I thought, wow, you know that the, the performance last night from that guy was 
was on par for one of the better better games I've ever seen him play. Being able to pick up uh, first downs with his feet, uh, having patience enough to um, let the play develop and not not run around. I think a lot of younger quarterbacks start getting nervous at some point. Um, it, it starts up front, but I mean, you still have to have look at look at the Bears. I mean, their offensive line played pretty decent last night, and by golly, you know that quarterback just is not very good. So hopefully. Uh, people start to appreciate what they got in Aaron Rodgers because, my gosh, it is uh, it is something special. So last night you talk about the offensive line and the gaps. Uh, the, the guys continue to move around. Corey Lindsley goes down, the knee injury. It's a sprained MCL, and hopefully he's back in the next couple of weeks. In the meantime, Elkin Jenkins, again, just proves his versatility. You've got John Runyon getting the nod, and John Runyon – the fact that we're not talking about John Runyon other than his name is in the lineup is probably the best thing of all. How confident are you that John Runyon is the heir apparent should they make some changes or should Corey Lindsley not be back with the Packers next year? Well, he's got some physical abilities that he's going to have to work on. And, and one of the, listen, offensive linemen, they don't crawl out of the womb. I mean, you know this. They, offensive linemen are made. And in my opinion, most offensive linemen aren't any good until they're 27, 28, it just takes that long. Um, you know, you come out of college, you're 22, 23 years old, you're playing against these D linemen that have got another extra five, four years in the weight room on you and uh, training, so they're, they're bigger, stronger, quicker, and you're playing against guys. You know, when you're playing, even in the Big Ten, you might get one or two a year that are as good as and, and in the NFL. It's, you're playing against guys that are awesome week in and week out compared to the competition you faced in, in college. So it takes a while. There's freaks like Elton Jenkins and, and some of those guys, but those are few and far between between most offensive linemen take time to develop. So I think there's some development that can still take place with him. But, but uh, uh, you know, last night he pulled on one play and picked up uh, Danny Trevathan and put him on his tail. I, that right there to me said, this is a guy that you got to watch. This is a guy that can play right now. Um, with, with some development and another couple of seasons in the off in the, uh, me, off seasons in the weight room, this is a guy that can that can that can step in and should step in to be able to play. Plus, he's got the lineage there of his dad telling him, teaching him, coaching him. So, really, you know, I I think that they got a guy there that can that can probably play. Um, talk to me about uh, Preston Smith last night. Preston Smith, Darnell Savage Jr., both of those guys played, I thought, uh, extremely well last night. I really liked the way Preston Smith set the edge. He looked more engaged last night. Uh, give me your thoughts. I still have a little bit of problem with his activity in pass rush. Uh, yeah, he got the sack, but it was kind of, uh, uh, you know, the, the pocket kind of collapsed, and, you know, he was able to push his guy in there and get off. I but I thought the run he was a little he was better on you know the quarterback keeper around the end that you know the goal line there was uh, was a pretty solid play he didn't go barreling upfield and take himself out so I thought that was uh, was pretty good uh, some awareness there on that touchdown uh, so I I really yeah I think it was better but I I still would, you know he's got those long arms I just wish he would utilize them a little bit better in the passing game. Um, talking about uh, talking to Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press Gazette, uh, Darnell Savage Jr. I, every time he gets healthy and starts to feel it, I like the way he plays. I think the biggest issue for him when people want to talk about him or knock him tends to be the fact that he's either banged up or he's coming off of an injury. Right? 
Yeah, and I I think some you know second year in he, you know there's still a lot of a lot of what ifs in his head a little bit, and I would suspect that next year is the year where he really really blossoms. Uh, yeah, staying healthy is going to be be paramount for him. Um, but I yeah I, I agree with you, but I, I think some of it is is that. He just needs another good year of competition, and, and next year, uh, barring any defensive coordinator change, he should really he should really accelerate. So, tell me what you thought of last night. The one argument I had last night was spe- uh, specifically at the end of the first half and in garbage time. You're looking at third downs where guys, it's third and six, third and seven. Guys are playing ten yards, twelve yards back, basically conceding the first down. And that, that to me, I still scratch my head over that. Me too, and and it just seems like sometimes they had trouble lining up. I mean, in that touchdown um, at the end of the second, the end of the first half, there where uh, uh, Robinson caught that touchdown pass, you know, yeah. one yard pass or whatever. I just I, I I watched that play this morning for probably twenty minutes trying to figure out why they lined up the way they did. You know, and I think it was uh, a situation you know where they had uh, guys on the field and time was running short and to maybe make a or make, maybe make a personnel change just wasn't in the cards. Uh, but how they lined up, I just, you know, they had Sullivan to the weak side where they had a cornerback and a safety standing up, and you got three receivers to the right with two guys to cover them. And I, I think it was really difficult to ask your linebacker to have run support and then, oh, by the way, you got to fly out to a zone with one yard. You know, I just, I, I, I questioned. That and I also questioned when they came out in that, that diamond formation, they had four guys there and three guys to cover them. I just I don't understand how that's a winning proposition. I mean, it just wasn't sound. And I think the uh, you know maybe maybe they need a leader back there that can call timeout and say, hey, listen, let's get lined up right. You know, blah blah blah. And it just wow. You know, I, some of those things are happening that I I'm not I'm not understanding why. And, and the off coverage, you know, but it really boils down to this: is in the passing game, they just got to get more pressure. I mean, that quarterback they could have had five picks last night, and he yeah. was spraying the ball all over the field like shotgun, and <clears throat> it just was 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 not a pretty scene. That I mean, it's telltale sign of of what the Packers are at and where the Chicago Bears are at. Is just watch that quarterback play; it's it's brutal. Good win or not last night? Bottom line. Oh, great win. Absolutely is a great See, win. See, I agree. You know what? Things are going to happen at the end of the game. Are you really – you're up by 31 points. Are you really going to be that much into it? You know, you know you're going to play a little softer. You know, you just – let's not get hurt type, right? Yeah. So, yep. yeah, I don't have a – I don't have a whole – it would be nice to see him, you know, maybe stop one of those drives. But, yeah, I'm not overly concerned about it. It's just, you know, when you're up that hard, you know you're not going to lose – they're out there trying, you know. They get a paycheck too, so um, yeah, I, I think I, I think it was a great win. Good stuff as always, my friend. We'll talk soon, okay? Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk on Friday. Thanks a lot uh, for having me on this afternoon, and uh, have a great week. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. There you go. Eric Branch at Green Bay Press-Gazette joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. We know the holidays are here. We know you're going to be doing some uh, partying. We know you're going to be doing some gift-giving. We know you're going to be probably traveling around, traveling around a little bit, right? And if you don't have the energy, man, you could be called the Grinch. All you got to do is call my friends over there at New Mail Medical Center. New Mail Medical Center, 414-455-4451. 
They at one number for all their locations, 414-455-4451, and they can help you out, whether it's low tea treatments or maybe with all the food, the cakes, the pies, the cookies, everything going on right now in the holiday season. You start to put on the pounds, you're going, whoa, wait a minute. You want to be able to you know, feel better and look better and have that energy. So the All-in-One Weight Loss Program, go ahead and jumpstart that as well. Or if you want to give the best gift uh, to your partner you can give, and that is a better and new you, Maybe you call them for the ED treatments as well. Again, 414-455-4451, whether it's low T, weight loss, ED treatments, supplements, vitamins. They do everything to make you the best you you can be. But you can't do a damn thing if you don't pick up the phone and call. 414-455-4451. Again, 414-455-4451. More of the Bill Michael Show, and I'll tell you what I thought of some cool snooptivity this weekend. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veteran Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers get the win 41-25 to over the Chicago Bears. Green Bay now 8-3 and on the season. Aaron Rodgers says the credit goes to head coach Matt LaFleur. Um, I just feel like he's settled into his role as, as head coach. Him and I have been really on the same page uh, all season. Rodgers threw for four touchdowns and finished with a quarterback rating of 132.3. Matt LaFleur says the Packers' offensive line gave Rodgers time in the pocket. Our line just did everything that we needed them to do. It makes it a lot easier, no doubt about it, when when you have your whole playbook open. We're getting big yards, and we knew that controlling the line of scrimmage against you know one of the better front sevens in the National Football League was going to be critical. On defense, the Packers came up with some turnovers. Zadarius and Preston Smith combining on a forced fumble and scoop and score. Safety Darnell Savage with the first of two interceptions, preventing a Bears second quarter touchdown in the end zone. You know, we actually got that same play earlier in the year. I had a feeling that they was going to take a shot. And when I turned and I seen the ball was in the air, I just I just tried to run as fast as I could and, and get under it. So the Bears fall to five and six. Matt Nagy asked if his team has run out of gas. When you lose and you lose five in a row, what's easy to do, the easy way, is to just start pointing fingers and just saying it's not my fault. And and so we're not, and we're gonna fight. That's Bears head coach Matt Nagy in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels show. Don't forget about our friends at Van Horn Automotive, VanHornAuto.com. It's VanHornAuto.com, and right now they've got the cyber sale going on all the way through the end of the week. So if you want to buy a car, uh, if you want to finance a car, you want to finance some servicing, you want to schedule some service, they can do it all right there. And they've got the cyber sale going on right now. Check out my friends at Van Horn Auto. Go to VanHornAuto.com. Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. this past week, and i got to admit, I uh, – I went down to Stenny's for a little while, had some wings, had some dinner down there, and then we went uh, to a club, and uh, a really nice cigar club, and just sat back, hung out, and sat down and watched the fights. And the the main event, Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr., was less than I, – look, I, the bottom line is this. They hugged each other a lot. Roy Jones Jr. was running for his life, but what he would do is he'd go pip and hit Tyson – 
Tyson wouldn't move, okay? Tyson would still get hit, but Tyson wouldn't move, okay? Tyson would take one on the jaw. He'd probably shake it off for a second, and then he was back at it, okay? In the meantime, he was swinging, and Roy Jones Jr. didn't want any part of some of the body blows that Mike Tyson would have landed had he gotten gotten close enough to uh, allow that reach to, to do some damage. So he tied them up. They danced a lot, and then they spread, and pip, as he walk away, Roy Jones Jr. popping once. Both guys took some shots. Both guys were tired. Both guys were clearly older. Uh, Mike Tyson's speed, when because he, he threw some punches. Had they landed, Roy Jones Jr. would still be, you know, kind of seeing the afterlife. But as Tyson's winding up to throw the punch, Roy Jones Jr. is already stepping out of the way. So um, it, it was – you know, uh, it was okay. It was kind of fun to watch, you know. Uh, but really, I mean, I thought the better fight, if you want to call it that, was Jake Paul and what he did to Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson, the former NBA player, he got whooped. And it's not like – now, first of all, he got hit in the back of the head, okay? He got punched in the back of the head. Uh, it was almost like an MMA move. He got, he got a wild swing, and when he ducked, he got punched in the back of the head. So, on one hand, you're like, eh, you know. But – when he got when it finally connected later on in that fight, uh, he was he was out and he was face down on the canvas for about two minutes, and then when they put the stool near him and he went to get up to try to sit down on the stool, he was wobbly. I mean, he was he was searching for some legs, sea legs, rocket legs. Didn't matter. He needed some legs. But Nate Robinson just got drilled by Jake Paul. So, that, but I'll tell you what, I loved watching the the performances. A little bit of Snoop Dogg in there. I had a great time. That was that was fun. That was a that was a fun together. And to see Michael Buffer back on the uh, back in the ring, they brought him back. So the whole the whole gang was there. It's just everybody got a hell of a lot older. <laughs> and I, I look, I'm 54 too. I'm gonna be 54 at the end of the week. I'm not doing what Tyson just did. So kudos to him at the same age for being able to still get in the ring and do some damage. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.